Welcome to Slacks. I am Mathilde. Mallory. And Rena. And today we're going to be talking about coming out. Exciting. All of our coming out stories. Yes, today we are here to talk about coming out. And I think um, we talked a lot about what we were going to do and what we were going to talk about in this episode. And I think when people hear coming out, I think maybe some people might have a very one-dimensional view of a gay person coming out. And I think... The first thing that a lot of people think of is the most important, arguably the most important coming out that you can do, which is maybe coming out to your parents. But I think there's so much more to it than that. There's coming out to yourself, firstly, there's coming out at work, there's coming out later in life. There's the fact that you never really truly finish coming out. There will always be somebody new to come out to. So I think maybe we start with, where do we start? Where shall we start? Should we say, start with our own stories? Yeah, I think that's a good place. Mal, when did you come out to yourself? Because I always find this really quite interesting because it's the first person you will come out to will be yourself. That is like ground zero. You can't tell anybody else you're gay unless that you know that you're gay. So how did you first come out to yourself? Good question. Okay, well... This kind of goes back to our first episode where we where we talk about when we knew and how we knew, but I think it dawned on me properly and, and I thought, there's no going back, this is it. I was probably about 23, 22, 23 years old. Okay. And I was in a relationship with a guy at the time, and I did talk about this story <clears throat> in the first episode as well, but once we broke up um, and I had my whirlwind affair with a, a woman for you know, a solid week. Um, after then, I kind of said to myself, this is it. I'm only seeing women moving forward. Mm. Um, it was an exciting time, but to be completely honest, it was also quite a depressing time for me. Mm. Um, I was just coming to the realization that while I was going to be experiencing something new and exciting in my life, but also this would come with repercussions. Right. And if I can ask, because it sounds like you came to a very definite point of view you had a boyfriend etc there was obviously some kind of thought process going on in the background that brought you to a point where you were like this is it there's no going back I'm definitely gay can you give us some insight as to what was going through your head when you had a boyfriend so that must have been quite yeah challenging for you what what was going through your head at that point when I had my boyfriend I mean I assume that you thought that maybe you might be bisexual yeah exactly I mean that's I feel like it's a I can't say everybody feels that way but I feel like it's a very classic we always come out as a little bit bi before we say we're gay I did not have that journey yeah we know it's easier in a way it is easier and because you're also not sure at that point you're testing I think you're testing yourself you're testing the people around you and and seeing what the reaction's like and then it's kind of like a first step sometimes yeah absolutely and I think when you know as as a lesbian when you don't really experience a female for the first time properly you don't really know so you do call yourself bisexual at least Mm. I felt more comfortable calling myself bisexual because I didn't know that my first experience with a woman was going to be absolutely Mm mind-blowing um you know and then the second and then the third Mm -hmm. so you know once I got to the third I was like pretty gay i'm not going back Check. yeah exactly so you're in a relationship with your boyfriend you're i i mean not to put words into your mouth but no, i imagine fine. that you were struggling with your sexuality at that point because you were like for i would assume when you 
began this relationship with yeah. this boy you were like oh i'm straight and then throughout that yeah. or maybe you didn't even think about it no it was yeah it was it no, came into question yeah okay so it was basically the last year of university i started um becoming more interested in women or becoming a bit more in tune with women than i ever used to be um and and stopped kind of seeing um women as friends at least the ones that i was attracted to and i and i and i really understood what attraction was at that point and and you know um so it was between the last year of uni and uh my you know life and then life after university um then that's when i met my boyfriend and at that point i remember before we got into a serious relationship thinking to myself Maybe this is the guy that is going to be it for me. This is going to be mm-hmm. the guy where I will stop thinking about women and I won't, you know, maybe because I never met the right guy. This is so common. Yeah. yeah. This, yeah. This, right was guy. Not, this was not my experience, but we have had, um, thankfully, thank you for this. We've had quite a lot of feedback from people who have listened to our first three episodes and a lot of people have referenced the fact that you guys had a similar journey whereby you were like, well, maybe I haven't met the right guy. I'll try another guy. Maybe I'll meet yeah. another guy. I'll eventually meet a guy and that guy will solve everything. Yeah. And it's it's fascinating that it seems to be so common. Yeah. But I, I mean, I completely get it because it's not, you know, at least in my life and the way that I grew up and in the culture that I grew up in, um, it wasn't necessarily an acceptable option for me. And when you say culture? Yeah. So my father is Middle Eastern mm-hmm. um, and my mother is a Latin woman. So, okay. you know, both cultures are very immersed in, in, in the nuclear family. It's it's an incredibly important aspect of the family. Okay. Um, so being gay isn't necessarily... Doesn't most, fit in. It's not the most that. exciting thing for, for okay. yeah, the cultures. Okay. So I think we're going to come back a little bit on coming out to your family. But when did you finally decide? Did you break up with your boyfriend? And then you were like, I'm a lesbian. I remember this really vividly. I, um, so this was when I first moved to London and, um, I was only living here for three months. And in that time is when I met this girl. And when I went back to New York, uh, it was literally the week before I went back to New York, I landed, he came and greeted me, picked me up from the airport, such a gentleman. And we got back to my flat and he wanted to have sex and I absolutely refused to. One, because I didn't want to disrespect him and the other, you know, I just obviously wasn't Didn't into want him. to. Didn't want to. And so then from then on, I broke up with him that day. Um, and after that, I was just, I felt free. I felt like I had a house lifted off my shoulders. I felt right. like I was being true to myself. Um, right. And I was just really excited to just delve into the lesbian community. Right, so at that point... You came out, you would say that you came out to yourself? Yeah, I came out to myself then, but it didn't, like, let me tell you, it was, it was definitely a little bit dark and exciting at the same time. Just because I was, yeah, sorry, because, because I felt like I was, you know, first of all, accepting it, you know, and, and really understanding for myself, like, this is it. This is who I am. I am gay and I am excited to explore this, but I was also very nervous because I knew that my family wouldn't be accepting. I knew that yeah. I, I was scared that my friends weren't going to accept me or they thought that I was a freak or, you know, um, or everything that I have built up in my entire life and, and the, you know, the person who I am, I just thought would all get, you know, thrown away in one foul sentence. Yeah, it's, I'm it's gay. Hu- it can be hugely conflicting at that time. Massively. I was absolutely petrified. And I think a lot of people are. Yeah. So how, how did you do it with your parents? Yeah, so this is like, this is a li- an interesting, okay, so I told my mother, um, gosh, 
a while ago. So it was Christmas Eve. I was working from home um, in Chicago and she came up to me and she said, um, who are you seeing right now? Like, out of nowhere. And I lied and I said, oh, I'm seeing this guy named Steven. He works for MTV. He's really cool. You know, yada, yada, yada. Did you make him up? No, wait, just listen. You'll see. You'll see. And so then she said, Steven. And then she kind of walked away. And then she came back because she's a little dictator. And she's like, you mean Stephanie? And I was like, what? And so when she said that, I froze at my laptop. And I'm like, what the fuck? And and I and I she looked knew. at her and she looked at me and I'm like how'd you know and she's like I didn't until just right now oh my God. what like two points for mom but she must yeah. have had it I mean you don't just come no out with that. she obviously had an inkling yeah um, what was I the think inkling? I might have dropped like you know little hints here and there just to kind of test the waters to see if she would be you know a fan of me being gay which you know whatever but mm. so needless to say so that was the first time I kind of officially told her that I had been seeing women and we got into a huge fight it was a really wonderful Christmas Eve we kind of bypassed it was fine whatever um and then about five years later I told my dad so when we were um on a holiday um I told him five years she didn't yeah. tell your dad for five years yeah, she wow. decided to keep it to herself because she thought that it would upset him so deeply being a Middle Eastern man and he wouldn't accept it um, that she decided to keep it to herself. And, you know, as a result, my mom, um, you know, she withheld a lot of, I think, confusion, maybe a little bit of anger, maybe a bit of, you know, I, I think a parent, it's like their own kind of coming out. She needed to accept it and go through it. And she decided not to necessarily talk to anybody about it. So... And that was her choice. Um, and I would, you know, I, in a way, I kind of found myself counseling her through it, which was kind of interesting. Right. But so anyway, so she decided not to tell my father. And then years later, I decided to tell my dad while we were away. And he, you know, he told me um, it was a really hard, it was a really hard afternoon. But he, you know, he made a derogatory comment about gay men. And I, kind of, and I stopped him and I said, Dad, you know, I'm gay. And Ooh. he said you know what, Mallory, I know you are, but uh, it doesn't matter. Like, we don't need to talk about it. And I and I said to him, we do need to talk about this. Um, you know, I'm like, this is who I am, and this is going to be my life moving forward, and I, you know, I'd love for you to be somewhat a part of it, or at least I don't want to pretend like, I don't want to pretend like this doesn't exist. Yeah. And he said to me, he's like, you know what, I wish you well, I want you to have a great life, but I really don't want anything to do with it. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, wow, that was a huge punch to the face. So then afterwards, we went to a park. I cried my face off. My mom looked at me and she's like, I told you. Wow. <laughs> and she felt sorry for me. I could see that her heart was breaking. And, um, you know, but anyway, so that was that was a while ago now. Those are the fireworks. That was a while ago. And, you know, now um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's better than it was. It was, a, it was a process. It's definitely better than it was. And I think that's something that we should touch on as well is that however, I think, however traumatic it can, and I think we're quite lucky to be able to say, say this, but however traumatic it may be in the beginning coming out, it really does get better, not to make it a massive cliche. Did you find your first kind of interaction with a woman, the moksha moment confirmation of your... No, I, I had been out to myself for a very, very long time before I actually kissed a woman before I actually was even in the company of a, another lesbian like I as we've referenced on um, previous episodes I've known that I was gay since I was very young mm. um, since I was I would say five going back to episode one Maureen etc 
Um, Maureen. But oh. I think, yeah. Oh, Maureen. I think that I was very aware of my sexuality in terms of I knew that I very much liked girls, had, you know, feelings as much as a five-year-old, six-year-old, etc. could have. But it was through progressing in age that I became very aware of the fact that this was not something that I should really talk about openly, that there was, I was obviously getting some messages from society, etc. that I need to keep this to myself, I need to keep this a secret. And I did from the age of five until I was 18 when I actually came out to other people. It was a very long process, like me coming out to myself. I didn't know really what was happening. I didn't want to label myself even to myself as being different. I just was what I was. But I remember very clearly when I was about, um, I think I was about 10 and I was in my grandparents' house. And I was there during the day. I don't remember why. I think maybe I had a sick day or something and my grandparents were looking after me. But there was, I think it was like a Wednesday or something. And there was like a BBC uh, documentary on, which was meant for schools, like meant as like an education piece for teachers. And it was about sexuality. So I was watching this age like 10 or 11. And it was about two gay male students having a relationship like it was all very you know innocent and it was like half 10 on like BBC one in the morning or something like that and um, what it was was basically explaining to teachers how they should deal with students that might come out to them and I remember watching this and thinking hang on so he's a boy he likes that other boy they're called gay they're called homosexual this is what I am and I remember just being like, huh, okay, well, this is, this is it now. This is, this is what I am. This is who I am. So then I had a label for it for myself from when I was um, very, very young. So that began quite a long, protracted, painful process of knowing exactly what I was, but not being able to come out to anybody else. But I, I would say at that point, maybe that was the point that I properly came out to myself where yeah. I where I stopped, I mean, I don't know if that's even the right definition, but I stopped just thinking of, well, you know, I'm just Darina and I am what I am. Mm. And kind of then had a label and I was like, yeah. this is what I am. You realised. I kind of, yeah, there was a bit of a light bulb. All the stars aligned for you. There was a few yeah. stars aligning. Yes, definitely. I never had any doubts about it. I never tried really to convince myself that I fancied boys I think I had well I I know I definitely had like a register of famous boys that I pretended Mm. that I liked like does anyone remember the cores yeah yeah yeah, so lucky for the cores there is a boy in the cores there is a brother Jim core yeah so I had posters of the cores all over my bedroom wall just to look at the girls no one fancies Jim I fancied Jim I didn't brothers and sisters they were one brother and four sisters. One three brother sisters? and four sisters, yeah. Three sisters. They're all Sorry, Irish, three sisters. right? Uh, three sisters, yeah, all Irish. Irish yeah. yeah, And they yeah, were massive they in Ireland. And yeah, they were yeah, beautiful. Yeah. They still are. Yeah. They look like they've been cryogenically frozen for the last 10 years. <laughs> but I had posters of them all over my wall and I had a perfect excuse. I was like, well, you know, Jim Core is hot. <laughs> yeah. Not his three extremely attractive sisters. And there was also... Did you that... not have them on your wall as well? Like the whole band? Oh yeah, like the you whole band. Wanna... Yeah. yeah, yeah, I had yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. band. So yeah. if anybody saw it, I had the perfect cover because I had a massive crush on Jim Core. I just want to add, hold on, sorry. Because we're talking about posters. So my room was terrifying. One side of my wall, <laughs> right by my bed, had Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who wasn't that famous here, but quite oh, famous. Oh, I know in who a... he Oh, is. you do know who he is. Yeah, who is Home he? Improvement. Home Improvement, yeah. Just no. like 
like idea. this boy who looks like a girl. He anyway, looks like a girl. And Leonardo DiCaprio. They were all plastered like just right by my bedside. And then the other three walls, guess who was on all three walls? Oh, oh God. Spice Girls. Hey, oh, <laughs> my mom, like, I don't know how my mom didn't. Maybe that's how she knew. Don't get me Just started on Spice Girls. All the spice, oh, man. I had crushes on every single one of I them had at crushes different on stages for different same. reasons at different points in my life. Don't talk to us about that because I think that's... Okay, I just want to hear this. I'm Sorry if we're off topic, but tell yeah. me about the Spice Girls. I mean, I, I mean, what, what do you want to know? I mean, I, I have a your crush favorite? on... At, at, like I said, at a different Shag, point... Shag, marry, kill, Spice Girls. Ooh. Mallory aged 14? Yeah, probably, yeah, four, 13, 14. Okay, so... Okay, at the time, this isn't them no, no, today, because yeah, to, some of them no, no, are no, no, no. shocking. You okay. need to <laughs> So, regress. at the time, Shag, Jerry, Hollowell. Whoa, yeah. redhead. Nice. Um, and then Mary, Emma. Oh. Uh, kill sporty spice sorry melanie why i don't know she just wasn't my thing she annoyed me and her accent annoyed me at the time too sorry (laughs) i'm trying to remember i remember having the most monumental crush on posh spice like seriously i loved her i really really genuinely loved her um (laughs) i don't know whether i want to i guess marry her Shag. Wait, you can't marry oh you're marrying her yeah i'm marrying her (laughs) (laughs) i probably would have shagged sporty spice Really? Yeah. Who would you have killed? Scary Spice. Oh. She didn't do very much for me. I liked her. I, I didn't would like have the tongue to be piercing, her which yeah. is a very unlesbian thing to say. Uh, what about you? <laughs> I'd shag Sporty Spice now. I saw her in concert. Now she looks great. No, she looks she great. She was yeah. amazing. Um, not back then, though. Uh, I, li- I-, I like Posh as well. Oh, I would marry Posh, shag Jerry, and oh, kill. Scary, yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's got no friends in this room. All right. Okay, so let's get back on topic. Dorina, when did you come out? To, like, publicly. To, I guess, publicly. publicly. Yeah, publicly. Okay. Um, God. Right, so what that was. There was two stages to that. I had a very, very close friend uh, when I was in school, a boy called Sean, and... I obviously, as explained, knew very, very well that I was gay, um, but knew that there would be a Was time... he out at the time? Not just yet. But so, did you know he was gay? Not just yet. Okay. So we were both in school together, and I knew that whilst I was still in school, the thought of anybody else knowing about my sexuality was unbearable, because we all remember what school was yeah. like, and especially Brutal. in an Irish Catholic school yeah. um, back in the um, back in the late 90s. I was like, there's no way I can possibly trust anyone in this world enough um, to know that if I tell them, then there's no possibility of it going anywhere else and, and nobody at my school finding out. So the, the easiest way for me to do that was just not to tell anybody and just to completely uh, keep it to myself. But when we were about 16, Sean actually came out to me and I wasn't particularly expecting it, but I remember being like, oh, okay, well, great. And was obviously he's a very good friend and very supportive, but I did not reciprocate because it wasn't that I didn't trust him. He was my very good friend and I did trust him a lot, but I just couldn't trust anybody enough yeah. um, with it at that point. I wasn't strong enough in myself. I was just going to ask, yeah, did you feel like you weren't ready to really oh, come out? I was completely out? not ready. Yeah. I was like, if there's any possibility of anybody else in the world finding out about this, then I, I just don't know how I'll cope mm. with it. So I just kept it to myself. Kept it, How did this coming myself. out go, go down? With me? Oh, just with the school. 
So he didn't come out to the whole school. He just came out to me. Mm-hmm. And it was he was entrusting me with a secret. And then I think he told another couple of people at school. And, and they were basically fine with it. But yeah. he told people he, he knew he could trust. It wouldn't have been the same experience for him if people had found out. So I'm just kind of thinking back for you, if you can remember the conversation with him. Do you think he told you, obviously because you were his best friend, but also mm. maybe he had an inkling that you might be gay he said that he didn't really yeah so i came out to him when we had finally finished school our exams were finished it was that time that somewhere between secondary school and between uh us going off to university and i told him one night we'd been on a night out um he brought me back to my grandmother's where i was staying and i told him when we were we were having a conversation um outside my grandmother's door and um he was he was really shocked so he was shocked in a way that an 18 year old boy that hadn't particularly had much exposure to gay people at all mm. himself he had a little bit of a funny reaction with it he was like it's not you know that i i have anything against it obviously because i'm gay but i just wasn't expecting to hear it yeah it's a bit of a funny wow. one actually yeah. I, I, in shock. Yeah. I haven't thought about that in a long time but yeah. i think he just saw me as his straight best mate and when i said yeah. actually no i'm not yeah for some reason it had a little bit of a strange effect on him i think maybe he just hadn't been exposed to anybody coming out to him mm. or I don't know. Maybe there was something deeper there. I'm Do you think you sure. felt like you were taking something away from him? That's what I thought too. Like you were stealing his gay thunder. I yeah. haven't. I the haven't second thought about gay in the that. village. I haven't thought about that. It's uh, yeah, literally two gays in the village. Uh, I've never thought about that. I've actually not really thought very much about that for a long time because it went away quite quickly. So oh, in, okay. in in the, the the days afterwards, uh, you know, it was gone. It was fine. But his initial reaction was mm. quite taken aback definitely so he was the first person you came out to he was the first person i came out to yes and then how long after that how long did it take you to kind of start coming out to others so i started coming out to a few of the friends um just before i went to uni so maybe about two three months after i told him Mm -hmm. there thereabouts and then i knew i was going to uni and i knew that when i got to uni i you know was desperate to just find a gay friendship group i was like i need to find lesbians now um, I just was desperate to be amongst people who would understand my sexuality and I could be comfortable around and I just began that process then by telling other friends and, and they were all, you know, basically fine about it. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that anyone particularly jumped up and down and, and everything else, but everyone was like, yeah, okay, that's cool, whatever. But then I went to uni and I got my first girlfriend. And at this point, I was still not out to my family that was obviously quite a terrifying prospect to come out to family um I think from my perspective I had kept this secret to myself for 13 years so from the age five until 18 and when I started considering coming out to my parents and coming out to my family it was a huge 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 unknown for me um Mm. as as I think it is probably for most people I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't particularly feel a hugely strong urge for them to know, but I knew that at some point it was going to be important. Mm. So I got my first girlfriend at uni and I came home for Christmas. What is it about Christmas? Yeah, I know. It's just that time of year (laughs) where everyone needs a gift. Actually, yes. (laughs) The gift of gifts. It was a very big gift. So I came home at Christmas and my sister... Uh, asked me we were having a little bit of a catch up and 
I have a good relationship with my sister. I have I have the best relationship now than I ever had with her. But at the time, we weren't especially close, I would say. Mm. But she was kind of trying to have a conversation with me and, and talk about like how I was getting on in uni and stuff. And, and she asked me, so have you met any boys? Do you have a boyfriend? And I had a, a moment of em- emboldened, emboldenedness. Mm-hmm. Emboldenedness. I got bold, basically. <laughs> I was and like, what word are you trying to say? Bold. I was emboldened. No. You had boldy pants on. There was, there was bold. You got bold. I got bold. Yeah. And I said, well, no, I don't have a boyfriend. I have a girlfriend. And I remember, I didn't say it quite so bluntly, but that was pretty much the gist of what I said. She got very quiet, um, a little bit withdrawn, but basically said, okay, that's fine. And then kind of ended the conversation and it was dinner time and we were going our separate ways anyway. So I was like, oh, cool, that went well. (laughs) Fast forward about two hours and she came into my room and was very, very, very upset with me. Very much like, I can't believe you told me that what the fuck what's going on you have a girlfriend what the fuck is that about like really got quite um emotional i would say and i remember that was an extremely frightening reaction because it was the first properly negative reaction i'd had from anybody i hadn't come out to that many people but i was i was comfortable enough in myself that i had a girlfriend i was started mm. to have a circle of gay friends in in uni i'd come out to my secondary school friends you know things were going well you know life mm. was was happening and and this was very much a, a negative reaction and it was a negative reaction from a family member. On so that Christmas. was quite on, on Christmas. So all of it came together quite terrifyingly. And um, then she said, well, you need to tell mum and dad. To which I said, absolutely not. I'm not ready for that. You know, you need to keep this a secret. I'm not ready to tell mum and dad. And she said, well, if you don't tell them, I will. Oh. Yeah. And that, um, and then she did and went oh. downstairs to my parents who were watching Christmas television. And um, On the same night? On the same night, what? yeah. No offense to your sister, but I would have killed her. Yeah. That night has caused a huge amount of damage in so many ways to my relationship with my parents and my sister. Things are good now. We've 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 had to do a lot of talking. We've mm. had to do a lot of processing yeah. about that night, but that night was a big night. And she did tell my parents. Um my mum had an extremely negative reaction to it. She's fine now, but that's a whole other story. But when she found out first things things were not good and I had mm. very negative family reactions at that point which has caused quite a lot of uh grief um in the the years since but just to kind of circle back on on what we we touched on with you mel is that it does eventually get better i think not everybody is is going to be lucky enough to say this but once the initial shock subsides and you could be i mean honestly you could be talking years i i really was talking years with uh with my mum uh, especially for her to come to a point where um, where she was okay with it. And and honestly, the only point um, that really pushed my mum into being comfortable with, with me and, and with my sexuality was actually when my dad passed away. Uh, he passed away 13 years ago now, but he had passed away, I think, about a year after after which I was living in London and things were still not okay with my mum and she came over to London to visit me and I remember she was trying to to kind of 
have like some good conversations with me and 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 I just basically was like I I can't skirt around this anymore I was like you're ignoring like she wouldn't talk to me about you know she wouldn't ask me any questions she wouldn't ask me if I was seeing anybody I I knew that that was off limits and and I was like I can't have a proper conversation with you um, when you're obviously ignoring this part of my life and she got quite emotional and she didn't quite understand and and then basically I said look I've already lost one parent but I feel like I've lost you as well and um and uh, that I could see it in her face it just immediately immediately registered with her and it was almost like she just shook herself and was like fuck I need to stop this now because this is I can't skirt around this anymore and I'm causing damage on top of damage and and we need to start talking and we did did you okay yeah good yeah and and ever since then it's turned around yeah so it's um she's very much at a point now where she's i would say very very comfortable with my sexuality she's met um people that i've been dating she's met partners and that's always been like no awkwardness or except when she didn't like them right but... that's, but that's normal that's, that's good yeah i that's... mean she hasn't yeah. liked a couple of them but that's you know in in the way that a parent just wouldn't like a yeah. child's other half nothing to do with sexuality but but yeah it's been a long emotional process but eventually it does get better but yeah thank you for sharing all of that i mean that that was incredibly um insightful and um, very personal so I feel like I feel yeah. very privileged that you shared all of that with us yeah. um, you know getting to your point about how it does get better um, I personally felt my coming out stemmed all the way from the beginning of 2007 to present day so how old were you in 2007 uh, uh, 22 okay yeah so I think for me, and, and having now, I'm not going to take you through my story again. But, I mean, and there are lots of bits that I haven't included um, and a lot that kind of echo yours too. Um, but, you know, I was always so scared to move on with my relationships with women because I was so concerned about what my family thought. Um, mm. My brothers, luckily, have always been super accepting and joke around about it. And I was like, you know, my older brother said, I always joked around about you being a lesbian, but I didn't think it was going to be true. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, but they were always cool with it. And they never made me feel any less about it. If anything, they were really proud of me. And that was great. I think a part of them were like, thank God, because not we don't that. Have to deal with boys. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Because they were like, you were always the favorite. And they're like, now <laughs> you've got something else to deal with. I'm like, fuck you guys. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, but but kind of getting back, I would say that coming out um, has been a process. And it's been an, a, a long acceptance for not only my parents, but for myself. And I think parents have a really strong effect on you and and a lot of people are either um, in tune with that or uh, care or don't care about that. Absolutely. Um, And I just unfortunately have cared a lot about what my parents think and just, you know, their well-being and, you know, so on and so forth. But, you know, it does get better and I can say now that my wife so francesca and i got married congratulations Yay. thank you it really has been a while in slack it's world. been a while yeah <laughs> but um you know i and i have to say that even getting up to the, the the lead up to the wedding was incredibly stressful i mean the wedding in itself wasn't a wedding at the start it wasn't necessarily for us it was for my parents and the way that our wedding kind of transpired was unfortunately in some ways dictated by my parents you know we were really concerned about how they would perceive it and how they would do. I mean, my father wasn't 
going to come to our wedding. Wow. Okay. It was pretty brutal and it was incredibly emotional. Um, he, at one point, um, he didn't tell me that he wasn't coming. My mother told me he wasn't going to be coming, um, okay. which obviously I, in my heart of hearts, I, I knew that he wasn't going to come, but I just had that small light of hope, you know, just, just in case, you know, yeah, maybe he'll pull through. Maybe he'll come. Yeah. Um, so when I spoke to my older brother about it, he decided to take it upon himself to speak to my father um, and kind of shame him for not coming. And so to make a long story short, he decided to come in the end, um, which was great. But we really wanted to make sure that the occasion was incredibly intimate. And we didn't really invite that many people um, because obviously you guys would have been there, too, amongst a lot of other friends that we could invite. And um yeah but the wedding ended up being one of the most magical days of our lives i mean it was um like i said very intimate i think it was a lot for my parents to take in i think one of the things my father learned about that day um you know just being immersed with our friends and family he said to my mom i'm really surprised how normal everyone is (laughs) and my mom i know and it's but i think that day my dad is an incredibly intelligent man um, and he's always accepted people. He did, he has, but he's just never been exposed. exposed right. Yeah. And I think that being exposed, his brain definitely, definitely got a little bit bigger that day. Yeah. Um, and he just, I think he was blown away and surprised by how much fun he had, how in- incredibly, um, you know, intelligent and interesting all of our friends are and families, um, you know. So it was a really nice experience. And, and it made me and Francesca also think like, damn, I wish we didn't care so much, yeah. you know, going into mm. this. But you know what? It was what it was. And we we're really happy about the day. But my point is, things do get better and you just have to keep going with it, you know. These things are so painful and they're they're not easy and and all of these feelings are complex but I think pushing through it and being as authentic to yourself as you possibly can be is honestly the one of the reasons why I feel like I'm as happy as I am today because I I have literally nothing to hide. Absolutely. And it's interesting that you mentioned that it's a constant process and it's something that never really stops and I think mm. There's that whole concept of you never stop coming out. There's always somebody new that you will meet that won't know that you're gay because we don't wear mm. signs. Well, you know, some of us have short hair and we've talked about that in the lesbian face. Some of us have gay face. But for you, for those of you that are not lucky enough to have gay face, how do you feel, Matilda? I mean, I know that you are a freelancer. So you will start maybe new jobs all the time. Yeah. So do you find yourself in a position where you constantly have to come out to new workmates? Do you bother? Is it anyone's business? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Being a freelancer, you definitely um, have to introduce yourself all the time. And when you do sort of certain contracts, you know, it'll be about two, three months, sometimes a bit longer. So you do get to know the people you work with. And um, yeah, you always have to make that that choice. Do I tell them? Do I not tell them? Not that I'm ashamed or anything, but is you wouldn't have to do that if you were straight quite so much. People just assume him. You know, most of the time, the people that I work with make the assumption that I have a boyfriend. Yeah. If I mention, oh, we have done this or, mm-hmm. or I went out or that kind of stuff, people just assume that it's with a boyfriend. What was your coming out story? When did you actually um, admit it to yourself? I mean, I know you, you mentioned when you... It wasn't that long ago for you, but when did you actually come out to other people? Well, I feel a bit sheepish listening to your stories because my coming out was too easy. 
There's no such thing as too easy. No, it was too damn there easy. There is. There is such thing as too I was, easy. You should feel bad. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I feel bad. I was geared up for a fight. Yeah. I was fully. I'd read all the books. I'd listened to all the podcasts. I've seen the shows. I was like, guys, no, I'm no longer gonna play up to your standards. I'm gonna be my myself. I'm gay. I'm proud. And if you're not okay with it, fuck you. It's your problem. I was ready. I was ready for a fight. And I never got the fight. Oh. Everyone was like, whatever, great, when can we meet her? We can find you a fight. Who did you, who did you come out to first? Um, so, well, I mean, my friends in London, um, I mean, it was hard to hide it to them, but um, yeah, everyone was very cool with them. But I, but I, was, I wasn't expecting anything different. Um, it was my parents, and especially my mum, that I was mostly not concerned by, but I, I, I'd say I definitely care about their opinion, probably more than I should, but... Um, don't you know, it was, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it was a big thing. And, and um, what happened and the way it kind of all happened was that um, whenever there's a big birthday party back in Italy where my parents live, um, like a family birthday party, a lot of the time my mum kindly puts me on sort of FaceTime so that I can at, at the cake moment so that I can sing happy birthday with everyone, hey. which is cute. Um, so it was one time it was my little nephew's um, birthday, birthday party. Um, and everyone apart from me um, were around a birthday table. So my mum called me on FaceTime. I didn't really realise what was happening, but um, I answered and I was in bed with my first girlfriend at the oh, time. No. I didn't realise I was going to be um, exposed to... I mean, I wasn't naked, but I wasn't wearing a whole <laughs> time. It was very much from the neck up, but... Um, yeah, people so, can tell. It's like, why are you yeah, wearing a people can on your tell. shoulders? And I was in bed. I was in bed. Like, they can see the headboard. I, they can tell. But I just didn't... Anyway, so I, all of a sudden, I was transported into... Um, at the dinner table with all of my little nephews. Everyone was singing. So we sang. And then, um, basically, my, my family, anything awkward is dealt with humour. So everyone started taking the piss out of me and going, what's happening? What's going on, Matilda? And the kids didn't understand, so they kept on asking questions. And I kept on laughing and my girlfriend was next to me and was like, obviously I was speaking in Italian and she doesn't speak Italian. So she was like, what the hell's going on? What's happening? She could hear my family's voices. So anyway, I hung up pretty sharply, sharply after that. Um, but obviously now my family had understood that I was seeing Wait, someone new. Sorry, hold on. Was that your coming out? So in, in a conversation no, with them no, on FaceTime? No, okay, okay, no, okay. So obviously I didn't that like... that would have been easy. I mean, that yeah. would have been very easy, yes. But a bit full on maybe for the kids. <laughs> um, anyway, so obviously now the family knew that I had someone new. But, but normally I'm a little bit more open. I, I used to be always very open about it. I still am. Um, so it was very suspicious that I wasn't open about it. And, and you know, they kept on asking, so who are you seeing? What's the big deal? Like, what's the secret? Who is he? Like, tell us. Um, and I was like, oh, whatever. I'll, I'll tell you when I see you, which was quite unusual. My mum finally um, came to see me in London. And we went out for dinner. And so she was like, well, okay, whatever. Like, what's going on? Who is it? You haven't gone back with your ex, have you? And I was like, no, no, it's not that. And I just took, like, sort of, took in a deep breath and I was like, yeah, so um, it's a woman. And she's like, all right, well, you're not gonna like stop shaving your armpits, are you? Oh and my God. That was literally the first I mean, thing she said. That it. was literally the first thing she said. That was her, her first sort of sentence. And then she kind of sat back and, and, and it took her a little while and, and she was very surprised actually. She was very surprised. She was quite shocked, but, um, but she was pretty cool with it. 
Um, and then not long after that, I told my sister again, who was just very curious. She was like, what the, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? And I said, well, I'm going out with a woman. And she was like, well, are you happy? And I said, yeah. She's like, well, then that's all I care about. Let's go get a glass wow. of wine. What did you, so what did your mother say when, when you said she was shocked? Did she say anything else to you? Or? She was quiet and is very unusual because mm. she's not a quiet woman. Yeah. She always mm. has something to say. And so she was... And she's quite cool. Like she just doesn't doesn't seem shocked very often. And mm. she was like, it took her a little while. Um, the big thing for me was I wanted to tell my dad myself because he's got mental health issues and he doesn't always cope with stuff very well, like emotional stuff. And so I kind of wanted to tell him myself. I didn't know how he's going to react. He's up and down a lot, and I didn't know if something like that was going to send him on a low. Um, so I wanted to be there when I was going to tell him just so sort of that I could sort of handle any questions that he would have or, or I could kind of be there to answer. And if things are sort of spin out of control for him, I could like pick up the pieces and try and like do. I, I didn't want to just like do it over the phone and, and just and then kind of hang up the phone and leave him to deal with it on his own. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to tell him. I'm going to tell him when he's face to face in a few months time when I go to Italy. And then... My mum decided that she didn't want to wait that long and she told him herself. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, she was like, oh, whatever, I'm going to tell him. And I was like, okay, great, thanks, mum. So she took that away from me, which I was very unhappy with. Not cool. Not cool. But um, he took to his bed for a few hours and then emerged and was has been fine with it ever since. But you weren't there for one I was he... not there. So yeah. what, did he call you or...? Um, yeah, he called me after a while and said, you know, it's fine as long as you're happy, it's fine. And have you ever had a face-to-face conversation with him about this? Um, we don't really do face-to-face. We kind of just sort of okay. mumble emotional stuff at each other and then just kind of like change subject. But that's yeah. kind of how he deals with it and that's absolutely fine. Like he's okay. he's definitely learning to, to talk about his feelings a lot more. But, I mean, he started therapy at 75, by Good the way. Good for him. Which I is feel like fucking incredible. That's incredible. Really I mean, I wish my parents would do that. I mean, my father's very similar. He doesn't uh, talk about emotions, feelings, um, anything that is a little bit more complicated. Everybody should be in therapy. I agree. It's generally. crazy. Like, it's for a, for a 75-year-old man, Italian man to go into yeah. therapy. It's like, impressive. It's insane. And it's changed actually a lot. It's really, really helped him. And he talks about his feeling with a lot more ease now, which is great. And so, yeah, and, and now he's completely cool with it. I think he actually finds it a lot easier. He said, he told me that himself, um, that I go out with a woman rather than a man. I think he finds that kind of relationship easier. I think he just in general, he finds maybe talking to women a bit easier. And, and he's definitely very relaxed around us. Hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah, and and so, and also, I was kind of, again, geared up for, because growing up with my Italian friends, we never knew any lesbians. So when I was worried about um, telling my Italian friends, I was like, I had no idea how they're going to react because... Mm. um, We didn't didn't know any lesbians and I I was just expecting them to just kind of go, oh, that's weird and ask me a ton of questions. How do you guys even do it? Is it even sex? Does that mean you're going to go back to being a virgin? I don't know, like weird stuff like that. Did they accept it though? They were so fucking cool with it. Yeah, I was really great. annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Why are you annoyed? This because is... I just, I was just like, I want, I was there. I was ready to educate them, and they did not need educating. <laughs> yeah, but consider yourself really lucky. No, so much. Yeah, so much. And I know that's that's why I'm. I'm only joking. I am. Yeah. I know I'm. I'm super lucky. But yeah, everyone's just been super cool, and most of the time, people are like, oh, when can we meet her? Or, 
you know that's great as things yeah and, you know i think we've we all came out uh, at slightly different ages so mm. i was 18 you were 22, 22 and yeah. you how old were you matilda 13 so i would say that we were all reasonably young i think it's always fascinated me how massively brave a move it is to come out later in life uh, mm. so somebody who is maybe might have been married or maybe might have kids might have grandkids mm. etc and um, i think we touched on this in a, in a previous episode but we live in a very great time to be you know um, and a great country <laughs> it, well and a yeah. great city yeah. yeah but to be gay by trans you know so on we are very lucky um mm-hmm. and i know that Things are constantly changing. Obviously, there are still, um, you know, frictions and opposing um, arguments about, you know, gay, trans, different topics. But I think it's great that people are talking about it. People are engaging. We're doing things about it. And, you know, we're here. The three of us are opening up about our very personal stories um, to share them with other people. And I think that's that's amazing because we wouldn't have done this. No, but we can't forget that it's still incredibly hard and in, it is. And, and very legal for in, in a lot of countries to, yeah, to be to be gay. Yeah, and I right. think you know maybe to wrap up what we have discussed is that it can get better if you're in a lucky enough situation. I don't think coming out really truly can be described ever as being easy because even if you have positive external reactions. It's a difficult thing to come out to yourself. I think maybe, I mean, maybe not everybody has had that experience, but I would say that mm. overall, it's probably never the smoothest of rides. I mean, even I was like terrified. I think you just, you get so worried that the people that love you, who you are you coming out to, aren't going to love you anymore or yeah. are going to like think, oh, she's someone different and they're going to think differently and you don't want to lose the people around you. Yeah, that was my biggest fear was losing my friends and them thinking I was a freak. And I think the the biggest thing that I was shocked about is you. I realized how much I was loved and it didn't really matter. And my happiness was at the forefront of what they cared about. And um, if, if there so were nice. people that reacted negatively then maybe you don't want them in your life exactly they don't deserve to be in your life it's also strange if somebody has such a strong reaction against you being gay or whatever it is that you want to be it's weird Mm -hmm. it says a lot about them (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's toxic you don't don't need those people in your life for sure so a really interesting topic that i think we touched on earlier was the fact that we may still continue to come out, right? All mm-hmm. the time. All the time. It's really strange. And it's one of those things where you feel, um, or at least I feel really awkward when I need to say my wife or a few months ago, my partner, or my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, you know, perfect example. I was at the frame store today getting a few, you know, pictures framed. And this old woman who was adorable kept helping me and like picking out frames, holding, like grabbing my hand, bringing me to another aisle to look at other frames. And I would take pictures and uh, and to send over to Francesca to make sure she liked them. Um, and she's like, oh, does he approve? Mm. And I just looked at her. I'm like, you're like 80 years old. Do I need to educate you? I don't know if I want to educate you. I'm like, this is so awkward. And I just, you know, ashamed. I didn't say anything. It I didn't can, say anything. It can be exhausting. Because exactly. Because it's like, Do you I pick... don't... 
I don't want to have an argument with you. I, it's actually none of your business, actually. I don't want to have to explain myself to you. And I don't but want I don't you to, lie. like, awkwardly look at me. But maybe I do because I have to, you know, help you realize that I can... You can assume that I'm straight, but I'm not. But and that's okay, days, too. Some days you maybe just don't feel like doing that. You just want to get your frame and get out of the... Like, some days... Maybe you don't want to do like, like I found um, this email the other day where I was um, speaking, just emailing the plumber to ask him to come around and he was asking me what time and, and, and I called Stephanie my flatmate and oh. I found it the other day and I felt really guilty, but yeah. I didn't want to have to come out to the plumber on email. You don't want to have to come out to the plumber on no. email. Ooh, I think we all need a drink now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, good job that we're going to go and have one right now. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Yeah, and... send us um, any ideas, feedback and input for, for future topics. Um, you can email us at slagspodcast at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Just say hi. I yeah. mean, that'd be cool. Um, guys, so thank you so much for joining us today as we uh, discussed our lengthy um, journeys of coming out and all of the interesting things that come along with it. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.